0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Remotely Effective, the show where we talk about working from home and distributed teams. I'm your host, Thomas Lattimore, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Matt Robinson, where we talk about tips for working from home with kids, whether you're someone that works from home with kids. You maybe work at home and you have a roommate or a partner, or maybe you're flying solo and you're the only one at home. I hope that there still is something beneficial in this episode that can help you uh, improve your daily work life. Without further delay, let's get started. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for joining me.
1: Well, thank you. Let a beer.
0: Yes, great. Great to have you on. So, We've known each other for a little while now, uh, quite a few years, I guess, at this point. uh, Overlapped at the same employer for a period of time. And uh, one thing that really prompted uh, inviting you on the show today um, was an article that you published recently on your personal site on tips for working from home with kids. And one thing that that I thought might be interesting Is we come from sort of uh, similar home life situations, I would say. Both of us work full time from home, and we have kids that are also homeschooled in the home. And our significant others uh, do not work full time, they are, you know, with the kids homeschooling. And I thought that might present a unique view and hopefully uh, offer some some helpful insight to someone out there who's maybe uh, new to working from home with kids or maybe even just wonders what the experience is like. But before we jump uh, too far into that side of things, uh, can you just give us a little overview of your backgrounds, how long you've been working from home and uh, what type of work environment you were in? before that
1: yeah i've been working from home almost six years now for a, a company called lullabot and before that it was a i was a typical office office job also doing similar things web development and um project management just technology stuff and um. But there's there's always been the desire to stay at home longer and we we've had stints even before Lullabut where I've I've worked from home either when we were between offices at the previous company and and other things. And it was always something I wished to be able to do. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So uh, as far as when you were working in an office, was this like a, a cube farm type situation or an open office? Or did you have a, a dedicated office uh, at your employer? What
1: type of setup what, was that? One employer I did when I first moved up here to Louisville, I, I did have my own office. and But after that, it was more of an open office situation. And it wasn't huge. There were three or four of us at any one time in this one room. And we each had a desk, but mm-hmm. it was all open. Um usually the the most privacy we got were depending on how many monitors we had on the desk and how big they were. <laughs> but you get <used> to <laughs> using headphones and it was it was yeah, fine If you like who you work be- with, um it's not terrible and if there's a lot of collaboration going on it's it's okay. Um, Not necessarily ideal, but it's still, if you have the right team, it can work really well.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, it being okay is a good way to describe it. Uh, When you're in an office with a number of people that you like, uh, that you enjoy working with, that are collaborative, it can be an enjoyable environment. But when it comes to really doing uh, deep, focused work, it's definitely difficult, and headphones are essential. So through those uh, let's say early stints of of working from home with uh, you know sometimes working from home and then for for periods and then going back to an office, was there anything um that stood out to you in those early times of working from home that were a benefit or that you had to overcome whether family related or even just personal productivity wise did you have to change up your workflow any during those periods
1: i honestly didn't have to change much and in some ways i was more productive um we when i um when i started doing working from home full-time at lullabot the main thing was that we, our basement wasn't finished yet. So I literally had a fold, ta- fold out table and extension cord and a power strip going to, to a far off outlet to plug everything into. And so what w- really wasn't a, <laughs> um, workspace conducive to the most, uh, productivity necessarily. Um, bare concrete. This wasn't
0: something you were going to be posting on like the the r slash uh, workspace subreddit or something. No, it was,
1: it was nothing to brag about necessarily, um, unless you were doing it ironically. Um, it was cold. It wasn't even. <laughs> carpet. Yeah, it's amazing how much carpet warms up. Bare concrete, even if it's thin carpet, and so um, that was really the only the only thing that I, I had to deal with. I had two kids at the time, but they were still pretty young, and they didn't really come down to the basement because it was bare concrete and there was nothing fun down there anyway, <laughs> so it really was <laughs> in that way it really was a, a a private office type of thing but in, in terms of challenges there's there honestly wasn't that many challenge challenges to overcome because I had done work on my own at various times in with that type of work at home, um, even when I was in the office, when I came home, I had my own personal projects to work on. So I, I was used to being in a work mode various times during the day, even when I was at home. So.
0: Yes. Your productivity wasn't relying on, Peer pressure from your coworkers at the office, right? You know, seeing seeing over your shoulder what what you're doing all the all the time. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a good situation to be in when you do make a transition to working from home. I, I've definitely known people that that have had a hard time making the transition because it is different um, when you when you again don't have that social pressure. But it's it's good when you have some experience doing it prior. And the situation with the basement, I think is a, a great setup for working from home with kids. Our previous house uh, had a basement office, which was uh, the house that we lived in when our oldest was born and I was working from home at that time. And it it was pretty great. I mean, other than hearing hearing the kids stomping around upstairs on occasion. Like, you know, there's not fun fun stuff to do down there. Um, So I think that that's definitely a good good setup uh, to start things out on uh, in terms of separating stuff. So when you did make the transition to working from home full-time, were there any types of conversations that you had to have with the kids. You don't necessarily have to get into what ages they were, um, but did you have to account for anything on that front? I, I myself was in a scenario where I was working from from home full time for well, full time for a period before my my uh, oldest was born and had been working from home uh, about eighty percent of the time for many years before that. Um, so. Like my kids don't actually know any different than dad works from home. Like when dad's at his laptop means he's working. But for yourself, were there any uh conversations that you had to have with your kids to kind of talk about? Uh dad's gonna be home all the time now, but he's working.
1: Yeah, there they weren't. My oldest at the time, I think, was four. Um almost five. And it, there wasn't really anything we had to talk about. Um, in in terms of her memories, I don't, I think according to her, I've always yeah. worked from home <laughs> at this <laughs> point. And so, and especially with the younger kids, I've just always been home all the time, Yeah, but there, there really wasn't any conversations about it. And, uh, and with my wife, ditto, it, it wasn't really, when I went down to the basement, there was that clear separation. I was going to be working. Um, I was either going to be working at my job or I was going to be slowly working at finishing the basement as I did. I spent four hours every Saturday hammering and nailing <laughs> two by fours together to, to do that for like two and a half years. So when I was down there, the kids knew not to really, bother me for various reasons um and i I don't think there was anything explicit we had to discuss about that partly because i whenever i came up there's no bathroom down there so i was up you know a few times a day anyway or or whatever Uh and so i got to see them and yeah and honestly if anyone wanted to talk about the negatives of working from home i am the wrong person to talk to because i've I hardly have any negatives whatsoever about it. Uh, at least in my yeah, personal I experiences,
0: mean, I'm at the point where, like i I can empathize with people who do have pain points with it, but I cannot imagine doing anything else at all. Like, I I, I just I can't I can't picture it. I can't even imagine how much, uh, like what type of scenario. Would have to play out uh, to motivate me to commute to an office again. I really enjoy being at home. I like seeing my family throughout the day. And um, to circle back to to my question, I think it's easier when you're in situations like what we have had, where our, our kids. Well, in my case, uh, our oldest wasn't wasn't born yet. Your case, you know, your oldest was was still quite young. Um, it's easier being in that type of situation than. Kids being older, um, I would say especially probably older elementary school to to middle school, where like impulse control isn't quite as developed, and you know habits at the same time are still really formed of uh, when parents are around that a lot of times means that they're available. Um, I think it's easier when kids are younger and they just don't know any different. You know they know that when uh, dad's working that means that, uh, you know, he's not available. Um, yeah. so
1: it, I think it really harkens back to the bringing back the household economy, which is, I'm a big proponent of in general, because it historically husbands and wives and households were always together anyway. And while husbands and wives have worked side by side, that they would have different tasks, of course, but they work side by side and they'd be in the same area. They'd have points of intersection. The, the kids would be there. Even even craftsmen or lawyers or stuff, they would work in an office above or below the house. They would still be close by. So, I think really this this whole working from home thing is treated like some novel thing, but really it's it's more going back to historical roots, which is um which is something i i do really appreciate that connection
0: i do too and um though i i probably don't reflect on uh based on our conversations i don't reflect on the historical roots as much as you do yourself i do really feel like um uh, it is a, a return for me to the way that at least at this point in time, whenever I talk about like our choice to to homeschool or how we have our home life structured, at this point in time, I really do feel that this is this is home, meaning not just the place that we live, but the place that we work, and this is the way that we're supposed to um, to use a buzzword: design our lives. Like this is how we're supposed to run things. Um, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's um, in the modern day, the home or the household has become a place of refuge and entertainment and recreation, which that's, those aren't necessarily bad things. But, you know, at the core, the household was a tool of survival. It was the fundamental unit of the economy. It's where work got done. Like historically, That it's where important work got done and so i think that's an important context when we're discussing these things and really going to the office or going someplace else to work is relatively new even even today yes and and, you know harkens back to the industrial revolution and stuff like that but i but i think it is a good thing overall
0: Good thing, uh, meaning w- being able to work being from able, yeah. from home and and yes, not, not and, separating
1: and get back to some of those roots, right, and bringing some yeah. importance back to to what the household actually is, giving it purpose again. I a lot of the problems mm-hmm. stemming from today do come from that because the household doesn't really have a purpose, and the members of the household have to find their purpose outside of it, and so that. That causes some dysfunctions, I think, <laughs> in in different ways. Um, that's not the topic of the conversation, but it's. I think it's. I think it's adjacent to the whole idea yes. of of being at home, of being there and present and doing important work in the context of of the home as well.
0: Yes, and. I'm reminded reason i i yeah this isn't wasn't really a topic but i I like where this is going going for now we can we can circle back to to the other things but I do want to dive in here actually um I was actually talking with a a colleague recently who's in a, a sort of similar situation um as us work work from home full time for a lot family is at home and you know with all the uh you know the, the pandemic going on. Uh, a lot of people have found themselves in situations where their life has had to be structured very differently than it was the week before and the way that it was structured the week before for years before that. And I was talking with him and uh, reminded uh, as we were talking about how, you know, through the stay-at-home orders and things like that. Not to say that it's been you know smooth sailing entirely for our family. It's been challenging in different ways. But as far as our day-to-day goes, most of it is is still pretty much the same. Um, and what I I have realized, at least from my perspective, is though structuring your life in this way um, requires sacrifices. Um, both uh, you know, if both parents are not uh, working full time, which is not always the scenario when the kids are at home, mm-hmm. um, there are times where both parents work full time and use uh, f- flexible or shifted schedules in some sort. But I would say that at least the uh, some majority—I don't know if it's the vast majority, but some majority—it's one person in the home is working full time. There's sacrifices on that front and in other areas as well, but it also on the flip side creates real resilience in the home life because we're used to living life day to day in and out together, doing things together from you know the time we get up in the morning to the time the kids go to bed at night. And um, I empathize with people, by the way, I'm not for all the, all the listeners out there that you're not in that situation. I'm not at all, uh, um, saying that you sh- you should structure your life in this way. I just want to offer a, a you know, a different perspective, um, that it, it does create some, some resilience in some ways. Does that make sense, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think so. And, and you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's hard to go for 200 years doing one way and then overnight changing it it didn't yeah. happen overnight the change didn't happen overnight so we can't expect an <laughs> easy adjustment if if people are forced to do it um overnight mm-hmm. um and so yeah it, it's jarring for sure and it can be jarring especially if you're looking at these kids you haven't been um you you aren't used to being around 24 7 you've had a break which i can you know i can empathize with needing a break for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it, that is it's sure. hard work, but, but yeah, it does create some, some deeper connections it at least has the potential to create some deeper connections and resiliency is, is a good word. Yeah.
0: And I think the potential too, is a good thing to point on there. Uh, living, you know, your family life in this way doesn't, necessarily fix problems it it just puts you in a position where you yourself and your family are responsible for working through the problems together and i'll actually mention you have a really good article um on your site which i'll I'll link to down the show notes about how homeschooling doesn't fix problems which i think is a, a good it's not a real long read but for anyone that's maybe interested in home homeschooling or just curious about it, um, it's a good good short read about how you know homeschooling. It doesn't fix all your problems. A lot of times, people turn to it uh, in times of crisis, where maybe their their child is going through difficulties um, in some way with a uh, um, a government school system or a private school, and many times it doesn't offer actually a solution. It just sort of highlights the the difficulties even more. Um, I'll link to that article, um, for sure. So uh I feel like we could talk the whole episode on on that that stuff because that's that's those are those are topics that uh, I myself and I know you are, are passionate about, but I'm I think it's a good opportunity to to sort of segue this into your recent article on tips for working from home with kids. And I'll, I'll link to this down in the show notes um but you you offer a couple of really practical things in this that resonated with my own experience about working from home uh, with kids and things that you can do to just kind of help not only stay productive but stay I'll, I'll say like stay sane um you mentally healthy um and one of the first things that you brought up in the article is uh taking daily walks out side how many walks do you take a day do you have a schedule for that and uh, where do you normally walk when you do go outside
1: (laughs) yeah well when i do i it's just around the neighborhood that, that we live in and this is one of those things that i wish i followed my own advice more um because typically i just need to get outside and sometimes that's either going to the gym um and that satisfies my desire and so I don't get outside outside if if that makes sense. Like I want to. Sometimes I walk the dog and that's a good excuse for that. But um Yes. But yeah, sometimes and, and in terms of timing when when I'm working it, it can either be if I'm stuck on something, I, I go take a walk and that can calm me down. And sometimes my the recesses of my brain will keep working on something. But also if I'm at a good stopping point. I've completed something and I know exactly what I'm going to do next before I start the new task. I'll also, that's also a good time to, to take a break. Um, and I, I would highly recommend as much sun as possible. No sunscreen, unless you have some kind of, uh, disorder (laughs) that, that makes you super sensitive and try barefoot. It'll, it'll change your life. I think get walking the grass mm. on the concrete. We, we were uh. meant to touch the earth to get the sun. It, it makes a difference.
0: Interesting. I've never even, I I've heard of people who, who tout, uh, walking barefoot. And of course the whole, there's the whole barefoot running world um yeah
1: my feet are too sensitive i don't know that
0: i've ever thought about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i've 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 tried it and and i'm and i'm not even a runner either and i've tried it and mistake mistake for me um but what what got you started on doing that for at least sometimes i i imagine that you're not doing that in the dead of winter um what got you you started on on doing, yeah. you know, well, actually it started
1: in a way <laughs> because it actually Oh wow it, you become more resilient. Your feet are more resilient than you think. Um but the my my wife had something medically wrong with her and it was it was nothing like crazy serious, but the doctor told told him after some tests and things she She said, you know, you should try walking barefoot outside because that has been known to help this particular issue. And my wife was like, what? Really? Why? How does that help? And they're like, we don't know, (laughs) but it helps. (laughs) And there's a lot of theories behind that. Some are more plausible than others, but I I just thought I would start trying that out. I think one of the theories is just the, the negative, the big negative charge of the earth, the grounding. You know, you have to ground your house. In terms of safety, and um, you have a lot of a lot of free electrons flowing everywhere. It's good to just instead of wearing literal rubber, rubber soles that prevent that connection, to have that connection. I don't know how much there is to that, but I do know there is benefit of some kind to to doing it barefoot.
0: That is, that's very interesting. And I'm going to have to dig into that. I bet there are some interesting theories. I, I bet. And I'm a, I myself, I love a good, good rabbit hole of theories. So I'm going to have to dig into that some um, for sure. Uh, so uh, um, do you ever go on call uh, on walks during calls at all? Do you keep any, uh, uh, that type of schedule or do you, do you stay at, at your desk for, I do stay around my desk. I
1: typically reserve call time, um, to do other stuff. Like just some calisthenics stuff during, uh, during a lot of my calls because I just like to be close to my computer just in case. Um, but yeah, uh, the walk, if I'm going for a walk, I like to just completely disconnect. I don't even take my phone with me most of the time. So,
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I I never even kept that disciplined when I was walking regularly. I've actually gotten out of my, my walking habits. I don't know if you remember when we were working together, I was walking a ton at one point in time uh I've really gotten out of that habit um for a few reasons one is we don't live in a neighborhood anymore we live on a pretty busy road but we have a big yard so i don't really have i have a partial excuse in the fact that the the routine is just shifted up um but there's still room to walk but one of the things in addition to that that's really changed is my at our previous house uh I mentioned earlier in the episode, my office was in the basement and the basement had a back door. So I could just walk out of my office, walk out the back door, go for a walk, come back in and not have any interruptions in between that. Yeah. So it was really, you know, I going for a literal two or five minute walk around the block or even just down to the end of the street and back um, just to get outside for a minute was really. Easy. I, I didn't have to worry about, um, you know, getting pulled aside with with anything else going on in the house while going to or from my office. So I would, you know, I'd go for walks a ton throughout the day. Don't have that same scenario like my office setup now, but it's not the same as that. So uh, it's it's a little bit more, uh, let's say, risky um, in terms of the distraction level. Uh, when I go out for walks, I'll still do it on occasion, especially if I have a longer call. I know I'm not going to have to talk a lot on something. It's just, uh, I'll need to listen in on. I'll try and try and get outside and walk for a bit. Um, and I agree the sun's super healthy. Uh, definitely get that vitamin D, uh, for sure. Um, so, uh, another thing you touched on in your article is having a dedicated workspace so you mentioned earlier that you know your workspace started out as a, a foldable table with a power strip and an extension cord and your you know uh, laptop setup I assume um, how has that evolved over the years as you've finished building out uh, your finished basement and I assume dedicated workspace along with that what what kind of setup do you have now and uh, what what were your goals kind of going into that whole process of building it out uh, to have as a um, um let's say the minimum you wanted for your personal workplace?
1: Yeah, I just wanted a place that I didn't require a space heater and the there was a door. And so we, we actually had a pretty big unfinished basement. That was part of what we wanted when we rebuilt this this particular house, and so um, it finally got that I got a door, got a dedicated office, and then there's another bedroom next door and a big huge play area for the kids, which now the kids are down there all the time so because there is <laughs> it's the best part of the house um, but uh, there is a door now, and I, there is a lock on it. I rarely use the lock, but uh, sometimes I do if there is a call going on that I definitely don't want to be interrupted. But sometimes I forget, so and it's never been the end of the world. I'm I don't I'm not on national or international t- TV giving interviews, so <laughs> the risk is fairly low for my line of work. <laughs> Which,
0: which, uh, for the for the listeners out there who who have not seen this, that did happen to someone who was giving a uh, um, interview on some national television network. I can't even remember which one. I'll link to it in the show notes. I'm sure it's all over
1: YouTube. Yep, it's hilarious.
0: Um, <laughs> their, their 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 child bur- bursts in while they're on national television and uh it's uh it's the reaction is one child. is the priceless. first one dances in
1: uh, pokes her head in and then the baby <laughs> in the in the walker <laughs> rolls in behind, that behind your more. big sister and then the wife desperate <laughs> just pulls in just jumps in leaps into the frame and pulls back the baby and <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs>
0: yes. Link, link into that down in the show notes. I highly recommend for anyone who is not, or maybe it's just been a period of time yeah, since up. you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, definitely. Definitely check that out. And along those lines, that's an important thing to mention that part of working at home with other people in your house is there are going to be times where you have slight interruptions. I mean, I, myself, just a couple weeks ago, you would be candid. Like I was on a call, uh, it was like a you know, department level weekly call that we, we have, uh, that I have to part, you know, like not just listen in on, but, but contribute to a segment of, and it's like, I don't know, like 35, 40 people or something, not a small call at least in proportion to the size of the, the teams that I work with. Um, and it came up for my turn and one of my kids literally started sc- screaming right outside my door in the hallway. And I had to say, I'm sorry, can, can you just circle back, back to me in a few minutes? And they circled back to me and I gave you know m- my update and contributed what I needed to on the call and uh, everything was okay. Uh, so I just want to remind everyone that's you know it happens whether it's kids or or maybe you know your significant other or maybe even you just have roommates in in the house that you know that around sometimes stuff happens like you get interrupted and it'll be okay it'll be okay and then do you have any any major stories like that, Matt or is is that something only I've run into?
1: No, it it's definitely happened and in our memories it always the the lurid and extreme examples always remain. And so when I think back, whenever interruptions happen, it always happens has happened at the worst time possible, even though that's probably not true. I've just forgotten the others, but um, (laughs) it's yeah. no, I don't have any. um, It's, it's probably, it's very similar. Lots of little things that are similar to what you just described. They they come in saying they're hungry or they have something to show me right at the exact time that I'm supposed to be talking or presenting something or something along those lines.
0: Yes, um, and if there's anything that kids are good at, it's it's not respecting schedules always, uh, especially young kids and understanding time so like another one that happened recently for me is um I was on the way back to my office for a meeting and one of my my kids who uh is uh, toddler ish age to just give like context uh um wanted a, a snack and it was it was an appropriate time for a snack so get 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 a snack get a banana and hand hand them The banana and uh, peel the banana. They go to take the banana out of the peel. The banana breaks in half, and child falls. I'm on. I. I. It is time for the meeting to to start, and child is falling apart uh, with with a broken banana. And it provided an entertaining story to kick off the call with. So, um, uh, that is a nice segue into one of your other points. Um, in your article which is embrace interruptions from your kids what do you mean by embrace
1: there um well for me at least the whole reason i'm working isn't just to work there's there's a point to it there's an overriding purpose and it's not just to work it's um well while work can be fulfilling and all this other stuff, the purpose is to, you know, help feed my family. Um, it's so my kids grew up in in a good environment and all all these other things. And so the point of my job of my work is is them. And so it's it's sort of silly for me to, um, completely blow them off when I what I'm doing. Is for them, and but then I get impatient and angry at them for interrupting me at doing the thing I'm doing for them, and so it's just it's this weird um, mm-hmm. dysfunction that you can fall into. Um, the work is not the thing; <laughs> it's not ultimately what matters. Um, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to have um, my website that I've worked on, my code. And my automated test looking at me and and holding my hand and all this other stuff, right? And so that that stuff is gonna be gone, forgotten, long gone. Some of the stuff I wrote five years ago is already gone. And I've already forgotten. I've done it. So I mean, but my kids are gonna endure and um Lord willing. <laughs> they will. And they will outlive me. And so um Embrace interruptions is, is one of the things I said. And sometimes they come in, and I'm, I've am i been thinking about something. They come in, and it's I sort of lose my train of thought. And he said, Daddy, look at this. And it's just this little drawing he's done that is literally nothing. And I said, oh, okay. And then he leaves. That's all he wanted to do, and it took less than 15 seconds. And was, there was no point to it necessarily, but um, it's not... The end of the world, um, and it's something that can be. They can turn into something really great if if you let it.
0: Yes, uh, I I feel very similar, and and that that exact scenario that that you mentioned is something that I experience a lot right now with the age ages that my um, at least my two two oldest. Are at drawing a lot, you know, in the process of writing more, and why not give them an opportunity to share those things that they're doing, you know, throughout the day with me? Am I really leveraging fully the experience of working from home if I don't let them do that? If I don't participate in their in their lives in some way, um, I I do find that. I have to be mindful of like the, the sort of, I guess push and pull between wanting to be relaxed about interacting with them throughout the day, and then also making sure that when um, I'm fo- uh, need to really focus I, I try and not be interrupted. Like you mentioned, you don't lock your your door that often. I actually, uh, on the flip side, I do. I, I lock it quite a bit throughout the day it doesn't stay locked a hundred percent of the time. But when it comes, when I'm really trying to focus or, um, as you said, you know, situation where you're on a call and you don't necessarily want to be interrupted. Like I, I do leave my door locked. And then that's the indicator for my kids that, you know, I'm not available at that, that point in time. Um, but yeah, it's definitely good. A good thing to remind ourselves. And I want to, uh, encourage all listeners out there, uh, if you're working from home and have kids uh find ways to share your day with them and uh, let them share their day with you um as you know as you can fit it into your work schedule i think you're really missing out on something uh if you you pass up on those opportunities um yeah, yeah any more thoughts on that uh that line of stuff, Matt. Before we move on,
1: just whatever, whatever you can do to help you prevent losing your patience um, and getting angry over dumb things, um, then that's probably something you should do. But I'm speaking to myself more than anything else. But um, it will really help improve your day overall.
0: Yes, and one of the lines that really stood out to me, and I think it was even maybe the closing statement in your article, is don't let the tyranny of mismatched expectations weigh you down. And you said that in particular, I think, related to um, home education. Um, but I think it can apply to other areas of uh, where we expect our day to look a certain way and have, you know, clean lines between uh, work hours and quote family hours of the day where sometimes maybe there does need to be uh, a little bit of, of give and take between those two things more than we um, want to think we should account for. Um, Definitely, definitely a lot of good, good stuff there for sure. So what are some situations over the years that you've had to uh, I feel like we've touched on a lot of the the well we've touched on a few of the difficulties but are there any particular scenarios that you can share where you felt like um, or or maybe even you know your wife felt like there needed to be some adjustment in the work schedule or boundaries between your workspace and the rest of the stuff going on in your home? Have there been any adjustments you've had to make over this last almost six years that you've been working from home? What kind of stuff have you had to change over that period?
1: Uh, Part of it is having a clear stop time uh, for the day because it, it can be easy to just let it bleed over into stopping whenever um and i'm not perfect at this but um you know if I, I try to set a range at the end of the day not necessarily hard stop time but a range so i am going to quit between 5:30 and 6:30 and hopefully get to a good stopping point in that hour um or start winding down or or you know do whatever i i need to do um but yeah there hasn't been a whole lot Besides that that I've had to really um, really change because i it it's not something I have so much other stuff to do besides work that I want to get to um, besides my quote unquote day job and so i i've I've been pretty good at separating those things um and then doing other things after the kids go to bed or kids and wife go to bed and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. other other than the the definitive stopping point at the end of the day, that's, that's the main thing I had to really implement and be more intentional about.
0: So do you also keep, or even before you started, you know, trying to work on that solid end time, have you, uh, usually kept a pretty standard uh, start time for your workday?
1: It depends on the project that I'm on, and it depends on um, what else is going to be going on. Sometimes I, I feel like I can sleep a little bit later, depending on how things are going and what the rest of the week is expected to look like. Um, sometimes I get up a little earlier, depending if I want to get some more hours done to, to leave some more room later in the week and things like that. But I don't, for the most part, I, I don't have a hard start time. I I've gone through, um, waves where I've tried certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, so journaling, reading some to, to start the day. And, and those have been beneficial. Um, but for me, it's so hard to get knocked out of the habit of doing that because of one long night or uh, something else that that might happen. Or I I get sick for some reason, and even if it's just a twenty four hour fever, it just completely knocks me out of my rhythm, and it's in the, all that habit building I've done is gone, and it takes me a long time to build up momentum to to try again or stuff like that. Um, so I'd, there's nothing really in the morning or or the start time that I I have that's really good to offer on that end. Um, sometimes it feels great to not wake up with a with an alarm, <laughs> and but other times you have to. So yeah, yeah, that's part of the the great way how it's flexible and um, it's something I do appreciate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm I'm quite different. So I have a very I'll say solid target start time. And I want to emphasize the target uh start time uh for my work day. And I like to uh you mentioned that you have a, a range that you like to end by. Um I have a a hard stop most days but uh i really like to keep it super consistent and again i try to i want to emphasize the target start time um i like to try and front load as much work as i can at the start of the day and then end things early if possible um that's my my sort of workflow i've found that over the years it, i used to work in the evenings more and due to various things you know Kid, kids and raising kids and having to be you know up at night with young you know babies and stuff like that over the years that that's impacted like evening work hours when that was necessary so over time i've tried to migrate as much of like my productivity time to first part of the day and i find that for me i really need that solid start time um so that's interesting to hear Your um, your side of things for sure. So, um, do you have a consistent schedule you take for lunch, and do you uh, eat lunch with your family, or do you do it on your own?
1: Yeah. So, I had before the the COVID nineteen craziness. um, I I had a pretty good routine going where Monday Wednesday Friday I would I would have a I would go to the gym during the typical lunch hour lunch time and then I would just um, throw together something when I got home after a shower and, and keep working after that but Tuesdays and Thursdays I would at least once a week I would take one of the kids on a rotation and so um, at least once a week sometimes twice a week one I would take one of the kids to go eat lunch with them and they got to choose the place, which meant it was always Culver's. <laughs> and and th- that was, that was, that was pretty, that's one of the things I miss most about not having things open. Um, so yeah, I did, I, I have, we don't really eat lunch as a family other than that. Um, dinner time is the thing where we usually come together uh, and eat. And focus on that type of thing mm-hmm. but yeah i did i'd try to get some one-on-one time with the kids in a rotation for for a couple of times a week
0: that's awesome that's a great uh a great schedule to strive for and i'm sure that it will be nice when you're able to safely safely resume that when stuff uh opens back up eventually so that's really cool that's that's cool to hear I think that that pretty much covers most of the like, you know, or hits the high points of like, you know, start, middle, and and end of the day. Uh, last thing uh, I'm curious about is when projects do come up that you have to maybe pull some overtime for. I know that like we don't love it. We never love it, but when we're in, software development, uh, related positions, inevitably it happens. Like even in the, Mm -hmm. the best of, or, you know, the most accurately scheduled projects with the best team, sometimes you just end up having to pull a little bit of overtime, uh, to get things done by deadlines. What's your approach to make sure that you are able to get that work done, but also still be present and supportive of your family?
1: Yeah, so I, I'm usually a night owl of some kind. And so by 1030, everyone else is in bed and usually asleep. And so I'm, I'm always up typically past midnight anyway. And I'm usually working on most, most nights I'm working on something else. Um, some of the projects, personal projects, um, and, and so, I, if if that is needed to be done, if there's more work that has to be done, I would just co-op that time for it. Um, so it's a couple of extra hours each night that that can be um, associated with nice with work if it needs to happen, and it won't really affect the rest of the family. Nice. We've <laughs> already kind of got
0: some me time carved out during the mm-hmm. day that you can appropriate for work if necessary. That's that's definitely right. a good a good workflow to have for sure. Well Matt, it has been so great having you on this episode and uh, I just want to want to mention again at the you know as as we start to wrap things up here that's I'm not trying to, you know, evangelize the way that's uh, you know, m- matt and and myself sort of have our, our our lives structured even though we're very different you know there's a lot of similarities but i hope that you're you're able to get some insight into how uh you know some families have chosen to live their lives for at least a season and uh can you know glean some insight from that um and on that note where can people find you matt
1: yeah, I have a blog called mattrob.com that I don't really post on regularly, just whenever inspiration hits. Um, I've got Twitter and JazzDrive3, and those are probably the best, the best ways to find me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And we'll link to those down in the show notes, and you can find me on Twitter at Lattimore and thomaslattimore.com. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of Remotely Effective, and I will talk to you all next time.